All right, welcome back to another episode of Green Squad Chats. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. We release one of these every two weeks, so thanks for for coming back and joining us. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about a little bit of a recap of a topic that we um, talked about or that we were part of last weekend. We were at a meetup in Tampa with the mastermind that we're in, and one of the guest speakers at that mastermind was a performance coach. The performance coach opened up his talk with the question, where do you, and there were about 30 of us in the room. And so where do you as an individual feel like you are on a performance scale between one and 10 with 10 being just max performance, you're getting everything out of yourself performing at the highest level. And the range of answers in the room, you know, I'd say was anywhere from four to seven or eight. Uh, I don't know if we had anything lower than a four, if we had any tens. Um, Marty, James, did you hear any? Travis, did you hear any anything? One, one was that? a 10. Mike oh, we did a have 10. a 10? Uh, so we did have a 10, right? But it, it spurred the conversation, some side conversations after that on what does a 10 really even mean, you know, on a performance scale? You know, I, I'm interested to hear what some of, some of y'all think. So Marty, did you have any ideas on that? Yeah. So me and you started talking and, um, you know, when he first said that, I thought, well, I'm a seven. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And so I wrote down seven and then I immediately felt bad because I wasn't, my default answer wasn't a 10, you know what I mean? And so then I was like, well, I'm not maximizing my full potential. And then as you and I started to kind of dive into that a little bit, um, I started to question whether I wanted to be a 10 and whether I wanted to, you know, maximize everything or, you know, where does that line draw on uh, being content with where I'm at and still wanting to be better, but also being happy with where I'm at, you know, sort of that stoicism thing that you and I talk about sometimes. So just trying to find that that line is kind of what started the whole conversation, I think. Yeah, it was it was fascinating. There's different ways to look at that. Um, and I'm interested to hear some other opinions on it too. I'll just say, just to prime it a little bit, it's to me, when I hear, are you a one to, through 10, like, where are you uh, compared to what? I'm a 10 com- compared to what or compared to who, um, compared to myself or compared to someone else's definition of a su- you know, what success or max performance looks like. So uh, just to frame the discussions. I wasn't there, Brandon, at the, at the meetup, unfortunately. I, I'm curious, does this have to only apply to business? Is this a is this a microscopic answer or is it more macro? He didn't specify. He just said, where do you think you're operating at? And, and I think that was my first thought too, Brandon. It's like, well, human nature, I think, or at least the default answer for for majority of people is that, oh, well, if I compare myself to Adam or to James or to Tom or to Marty, then I'm like a two, right? But if I compare myself to somebody who doesn't even know a real estate investment exists, then I'm a 10, right? Like, where does that, we need to not compare ourselves to each other and then take that internal look. I think that's where there's the maturity and um, more honesty is going to apply. Yeah. Great way to look at it. James, you, you got something I know. Comparison is the thief of joy. So I think it's all relative to your potential. My potential now is way more than it was three years ago. So I, it's all relative to your timing and your potential, what opportunities that you have, what opportunities you've also created. So if you use my performance now, and I, I had a crystal ball and in the future, I, I could know that in 2020, I would say now I'm operating at a nine. 
it's kind of like dating. There's not a 10. I don't think it exists. If you're evaluating yourself as a 10, you're not humble enough. That's just, that's just how I think of it. And that's, that's real life. That's how I really think about it. But I, you know, if I evaluate my performance now, I'm not, but if I evaluate based on what I know is to come, the vision I have for the future, the success that my businesses are going to see the team that I'm going to grow, I'm at a three and that's okay. I got work to do. Uh, you guys know I have an immense drive, an immense amount of hustle, and and I enjoy doing the work and watching this grow. But the three is because I know that I have a higher potential and you know a higher version of myself that I'm getting in alignment for to take that next level up. Uh, my dad always used to say something growing up. He would say, I don't really like the word given here, but um, to whom much is given, much is expected. So as you continue to grow and you're creating more and more opportunities for yourself and for others, for your team to grow, you have, in my opinion, you have a responsibility to also be growing into your highest potential. Obviously, there's a balance there to be achieved, but that, that's what I think about it. Yeah, if you if you were to able to take our, you know, when we started calling each other, you know, three years ago, and you showed where we are now to those people, those people would say everybody's operating at a twenty. So, you know, I guess I guess I've got to remember where I where I like like James said where I come from and where I'm going, and then be content with where I'm at. But that's just kind of you know as as we've been talking about it, I start to think about I think I'm a seven, but the me three years ago would think I'm a twenty. So. I don't know how to rectify that again. I think that that goes to, that made me think, Marty, of the, uh, I was in a hot seat probably, I don't know, two years ago. And I was complaining, I'm like, you know, this isn't going right. I'm like, I got to be doing this and I got to get this. And I don't know why this is a problem. And Tom goes, uh, Travis, you need, to, you need to realize that it's okay to be patient, right? And uh, that your comments has made me think like, hey, we, we are patient, but at the same time, we're like extremely driven, want to have the side hustle and we want to have it all tomorrow. Again, a human nature fallacy, right? That we need to Google it and it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, I completely agree that three years ago, we didn't know that any of us were going to exist the way we exist and continue to exist. Maybe I take an alternate view or a, a different approach and I've got limited bandwidth, right? We have to sleep some number of hours a day. We could probably debate what the right number is. Um, and I've, I, maybe like a pie chart, right? I think of this as a pie chart and the size of each wedge changes I think if I have to go a number or put a number on it, I'm an eight and a half because there are things that I could do differently or cut out that keep me from being a 10, right? I don't need to come home. Um, I don't need to, to have that beer. Or I don't need to, right? The things that are either going to slow me down or take up time that aren't necessarily offering benefit. So I think that's why I'm going to decrement myself from a 10. Uh, and James said I can't be a 10 also. Uh, <laughs> the, but I think of it as a pie chart. There have been times in the last, you know, six months, 10 months, 15 months where 9.9 or, or 8.4 of my 8.5 was used for work for the military. And there have been other times where 8.4 was used for family. And I just think of it, I think I'm generally operating at about the same level and the size of each wedge changes. And, you know, whether that's hustling home to get to baseball practice for a little league team or whether it's hustling home to jump on a call about real estate. Um, I think that that's going to change day to day, week to week. Um, but I think that overall effort or, or performance level is relatively consistent. So I think are you talking more opportunity cost then from an economic standpoint? Like, hey, I'm my pie chart changes because of the opportunity that I provide and give it? I think it just depends on what I value in the moment, mm -hmm. right? And I think I think my overall values stay stay consistent 
but I'm going to prioritize different things at different times. If I'm going to go all in on business, if I'm going to be 8.4 on business, one of the other things will have to suffer because I can't create time. And so maybe that's my W-2 job in the military that suffers, or maybe it's my social life, or maybe it's my, but something will inevitably suffer because I can't do all of the things until or unless we can create time. I think it's, it's really worth bringing up the difference here between effort and performance because they're not the same. And so if I'm expending a ton of effort and I, and I think that effort is leading to 100% performance, then I may be tricking myself into not seeking improvements and consistency in the kinds of things I'm doing in that effort. I used to have this theory. Uh, it was kind of, it's not a term I want to bring up on like publicly, uh, we'll call them effort points instead. Uh, it was it was a, a bad word. So uh, do you have a hundred effort points that you can give in any period of time, however you want to define it, a day or a week or whatever? And so kind of how I view it is, you know, if I used to give 90 effort points to my W-2, I really did. And I had like no dating life. My, my social life was very um, stagnated. Uh, wasn't really, you know, wasn't being as close to my family as I wanted to be because I only had that 10 uh, those 10 points left of effort points. So I think we are constrained on effort points and we need to realize that. But the way I view it is by like this really, this really struck me when I read who, not how is I can expand using human leverage and giving another person that I integrate with the team, give them a sense of purpose, fulfillment, resources, education. I can use the fact that they now have time to help accomplish results for the business. And then the effort actually gets reduced over time, but the performance can go up. Um, and that's why I'm so like so fanatical right now. Uh, just just full open kimono here. Like I'm looking at the dollars in my business so much less now, and it, and it feels scary. But I just have this feeling like I need to go all in on growing the team and making sure the team has all those those things that I just mentioned because I think that is what's going to lead to the um, lead to the result that I want to see. Like this massive vision I have. Uh, but, you know, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on effort versus performance because they're they're related, but they're not the exact same. I love how you kind of pivoted the conversation that way because I think that a lot of times we just get caught up and we're focusing on one thing or the other, and it's not the right thing that we should be focusing on. And by right thing, I mean, for who we are in our role, what are we supposed to be doing in the organization, whether it's your W-2 or you're trying to grow a team for your own business? You know, where are you strong and what is expected out of you? What is your role on the team? If you're putting in a ton of effort in places that aren't your role or that you're not best suited for, then the performance of the team or of of you in that context might be lower than, than uh, it otherwise could be if you were focusing where you should. So yeah, I absolutely I see a correlation there. Um, I kind of want to. So my perspective when that performance coach asked that question, my perf- my perspective was one. No, I, I kind of like James. Like, am I ever really a ten? I mean, if you believe that we're lifelong learners and you believe that you're just you'll be growing until you die instead of declining towards the end, then I just find it hard to say that you're a ten, right? Because if it's one to 10, then there's no room left for improvement. But then I started taking a different perspective, a different look at it. And it was the idea that you never give yourself enough. You never give yourself grace. You're never like just grateful for where you're at and like looking at all you have accomplished or, or looking at holistically your life and just saying, hey, 
I am where I am right now. And that's good enough right now. Do I want to keep growing? Yeah. But do I have to compare myself to this max performance? It's like a mindset thing. I don't know. Is that making sense? Does anyone have anything? It makes total sense. And I struggle with that a lot. Same. We were talking earlier today, you know, uh, I think the my campground is kind of a, a good reflection of what we're talking about. You know, there there comes a time when you got to just be okay and, and you know, like, hey, this thing is operating at 85% and that's fine. I love the 85%. You know, how much effort does it take to go to that 10? Um, do I want to give that much effort? Uh, you know, do I want to maybe even decrease it and just let it sit at 70% because, it, you know, then it's on autopilot, you know, so that's... You just got to kind of figure out where that magic magic formula. Well, I think that, you know, we have companies that spend millions of dollars a year to figure out how to go from a 90% efficiency or productivity to like a 92 or 93 or whatever, some greater. And I think that there's been a lot of studies done. The amount of output it takes to go to that 2 3% far exceeds the, uh, the you know, the, ju- the, the juice is not worth the squeeze. And I know in my career in the Marine Corps, like, Man, like I, I, when I initially I thought that I'm like, yeah, I'll sleep, I'll sleep a ton. And then as I've matured and grown and learned, no, I, it's still going to be there tomorrow. It's okay. I can, I come back tomorrow and sleep with my family and enjoy. James, I really appreciate the the comments on effort and performance. I, uh, I I've been quiet for a few minutes, sitting over here thinking. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta go back and change my number, guys. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe it ties it together a little bit to Brandon's point or to everybody's. Uh, you know, there's different bins that maybe different effort, and there are bins where the performance is more important than other. Um, so yeah, I don't. Know. I'll have to. I'll have to get back to you on the number, but performance for business for me is probably a. F- uh, so I, I, uh, I also appreciate Brandon's point that we have to give ourselves some grace, and you can be okay with where you are and want to get. They're not mutually exclusive thoughts. You know, we did an episode, I don't know, two or three episodes ago, and we talked about the most important qualities of a su- successful entrepreneur. And I said adaptability. I think Adam said something along those same lines, like a, a genuine curio- curiosity to grow and learn and hydrate. Um, and I think this is why, and, and here's what I'm getting. The effort that I've been putting into my businesses the last two years has been very detailed, focused, very thorough, very analytical, and it's been immensely successful. And it's those same qualities that are going to stagnate my future growth by being too detailed and controlling with the team and, and getting into their, you know, their actions on a, a really microscopic basis. And so I have the responsibility as a leader to adapt. And it's hard. You know, it's, it's challenging. And the hardship is for a reason. It's, it, the hardship is so that I do grow and become this person that can achieve the vision by empowerment of my team. Uh, but relating that to effort and performance I have to change the emphasis of where I'm putting the effort. I can't keep doing those same things I was doing before um, because that's not a good team environment for me to be doing everyone's job for them. That's There's no point to having the team. Uh, but welcome to entrepreneur. Yeah, it's the, it's the idea that what got you to where you're at right now won't necessarily take you to the next. And a parallel in the military is, you know, you're a, you're a division officer. And what gets you, what you do a great job there. And so that gets you an opportunity to go to the department head level. But now you need a different set of skills. You need to, instead of just technical expertise, you need to start adding in some empathy, some management skills, managing some projects. And then you do a great job there and you get a shot at being a commanding officer. And now it's a different skill set. 
it's empowering other people, trusting them, setting some vision and guidelines, but then kind of getting out of the way and breaking down barriers for other people on the team. Diff like the lieutenant who was the best flyer for pilots, right? The lieutenant who was the absolute rock star in the cockpit, the best flyer. Amazing. That yeah, I'm going to give him a shot or her a shot to be a department head. But that same lieutenant, those same skills, that might not be what I want in the commanding officer who's in charge of the whole school. That's kind of how I relate that to you. Um, spot on. What, what got you here won't get you there. Future version of self, right? So Brandon, when you were talking about grace, is that, um, I don't know if you guys saw, I was in the war room or either in the Facebook, military million or Facebook, but somebody had posted like, hey, should I celebrate a win because we did this? Does that grace, does that come, is that tied or is that the same thing or maybe in the same, you know, same room as like celebrating your win, you know, and living in that, in that gap? Sorry, living in that gain instead of the gap is a grace and celebration one of the same. Yeah, I could relate it to that. It can be whatever you want it to be. What when I I just mean it's accepting like where you're at. We all enter into situation like we all came into this call today and we're in a different spot. And it's like accepting where you're at and being okay with that and then figuring out, all right, now how can how can this help me grow and get to just grow as a person, right? When it's it's more like I don't have a level 10 that I'm, I have to get to when you become comfortable with where you're at and just, Hey, I need to grow and learn and make progress. It's not necessarily to get to that 10 right there. It is just that I'm growing. Uh, and part of that is, man, I look at what you've done. Like, well, look at what you've accomplished. Look at where you're at. Look at the family you have celebrate the, and then continue to grow. I think of it as not putting a negative spin on my current circumstance situation conversation while also wanting more i think that's how i equate grace to to this conversation for me i think it's important to define success and if you're a new entrepreneur or you you're starting out in an industry write it down literally write it down on a piece of paper and put it on your wall um and for me that success i believe 100 percent will be achieved and i don't tolerate not achieving it and let me explain what i mean by that it doesn't necessarily mean that we got it done that's okay if we missed it or we don't get it done when the time comes, you know, we don't achieve the thing. You now need to make sure you learn from that and you take the lessons that that opportunity is giving you and you use that to grow. If you don't do that, you're wasting a huge opportunity to step into the into the best version of yourself. Uh, one which is probably going to end up learning even more and achieving even more than that one success that you didn't get. So. Uh, you know, success and achieving success is the standard. We don't accept less, but that comes with that learning aspect. I think that's the way I, I think of it. Yeah. It comes with the learning aspect and something else you said, which it's the first thing you said, you define, you define what success looks like for you. And if you get to that point, I think that you're a step ahead of a lot. Again, we're not comparing to other people. So maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I'll say, you define success for yourself. And once you get the, once you come to that, have that ability to do that for yourself, you're a step ahead of where a lot of other people are who are comparing themselves to others who are defining success based on what success looks like in another person. But you started out, James, with, hey, I define what success is. Or if you're new starting out, define what success looks like for you, write it down. And that'll be different than the, the us on this call, right? The, the five of us on this call, it'll be different for you. But you write it down and now you're working to grow towards that. And once you hit that, you're then boom. Hey, you can call it a success because you're growing towards your version of that. And, and acknowledge that that 
version of success for you is what your subconscious mind and what your soul is telling yourself, right? Like you have to tell yourself, yes, this is my, I'm, I like, it. and when you achieve it, you're going to be like, yeah, that's cool. Well, what's my another version of success, right? And we always, it's easy to, to track the monetary physical stuff, but like, you know, is, is success for my family or is it, is success in this area going back to Jane, uh, Tom's pie chart, right? Having those yearly goals to find what the success is in these areas and then working your butt off. To- at its core, we're talking about uh, performance at your best human potential and optimizing your human potential. And I want to make a note here, getting in the right rooms can't be understated. There's going to be a lot of people, if you're starting out, there's going to be a lot of people that don't understand you and maybe they don't need to understand you. That's okay. Uh, I don't mean to sound a little too antagonistic here, but uh, you know, I have qualities for people that make it into my more intimate circle, like the friends I'll be with or other colleague entrepreneurs or, or relationships that I'll have in life. And people that are, are not really into that growth mindset or they're really limited mindset, I don't have the space to be around those people. Um, and I think that factors into this because if you are around those people and that causes you some self-doubt or to stifle your own growth, you're definitely not going to rise to your, your optimum. And James, the, the, the conversations that we have, this, the, you know, when we're at full strength here, all seven of us, the conversations that we have and whether or not one of us is silent for an hour-long conversation, the fact that that person is in the room, we're all getting better as a result, right? To your point, uh, I had a conversation last night and the details are irrelevant, but it was about somebody who's in my life that is full of negative language and self-limiting beliefs. And it brings me down. It's, it's tough to, to hear that stuff again and again and again. And, and uh, this morning uh, during our, our weekly meeting, some of the conversation, I was just sitting there soaking it all in thinking, wow, how lucky I am to, to be part of this group and, and to get that info. So, I mean, James, you're spot on getting in the room, being with the right group is, is so critical. Yeah. I love that, man. That's powerful. Uh, three and a half years. I think Marty said three years, but we're three and a half. We're coming up on four years, uh, four years October, doing this right? in October. Four. Yeah, yeah. October. And uh, th- that should alone right there. That's all the only testimonial anyone really needs is, Hey, for four years, this group of seven guys, and we just happen to be all guys, right. But has been getting on the phone every Saturday morning. Some of us at 5 a.m. because they're on the West Coast Summit, you know, 8 a.m. Lucky me, 8 a.m. Um, on the East Coast. That's testimonial in itself. And we don't get on and we just we don't just talk about real estate all the time, right? We're talking about stuff like this. We're trying to help each other get better. We're trying to help each other grow. And in doing that, we are growing as well. Um, that's the power, the power in it for me. So who who else? Who else has, has got something? I'll add I'll add one more thing about about realizing your your peak performance and uh it comes from the military certainly widely used in in the private sector as well but the the concepts of you know that critical self-evaluation and debrief i think are two skills that cannot be understated and i think we get the critical feedback to one another right we're pretty open and honest with one another if somebody has not afraid to call each other out. And and I think that absolutely allows us all to achieve a higher level of performance than we otherwise would. Uh, and then on the backside, after having done something, the ability to think critically about it in hindsight and assess what I could have or should have done differently to achieve a better or different outcome. I think those two things uh, need to be used in in at every possible opportunity. 
Yeah, hundred percent, man. You're, you're, and now you're bringing in, and this could be another episode, right? You're bringing in too, like, how are we acting like professional athletes? How are we reflecting on that game tape? And when I say reflecting, like pulling out lessons, dissecting what we could have been doing, what we did great, what we could have been doing better. Professional athletes do it. Why do every? Why doesn't everybody do it for their own life? And hey, guilty. Like it's tough. Um, it's tough to do, but again, back to whoever said it, right. The tough things, the challenges that is where you're growing. Those are the opportunities for growth. So, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. This was another awesome episode of green squad chats. Um, just this conversation alone. I feel like there was some growth there. Just, we had some different perspectives. We had a lot of similarities, but we had some different viewpoints, different perspectives in, in assimilating all that, bringing it in will help us all grow. So hopefully, uh, y'all got something out of this today. Thanks for joining us. Um, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review. And if it's not five stars, then reach out to one of us and we'll make it better. Um, but anyway, crush the week. Thanks a lot. See ya. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like smash and that button. Subscribe. <laughs>